Good day, everyone. How are you all doing? It is nice and overcast here in San Diego. Um, and that's when people start to complain. Um, if it's not like perfect weather, then yeah, we just like people in San Diego, we just like go crazy. Um, so especially if the sun is not out, we go a little bit cuckoo. Anyway, I'm super excited today. I'm just waiting for Heather to request to be um, here with us. So I'm excited to um, have a chat with her. We haven't chatted for a while and um, I'm really catch up with her, especially with you guys, because a lot has transpired since we last spoke. And I think the last time we did one of these is COVID. Hi, Heather. Hi. How are you? Good. Is it nice and um, overcast up where you are today, or is it sunny? No, it's pretty sunny. Yeah, oh, it's a nice, uh, nice little week in the coastal middle of California. <laughs> right. How far away are you from San Francisco? Uh, like an hour and a half south. Oh, okay. Okay, but you're right on the coast also, right? Yeah. Yay! Well, I'm so excited. I was just telling people a teeny bit about you, so... Um, for those of you that don't know, this is Heather, more popularly known as the Mermaid Etsy. And Heather is in Northern California, in Northern California, Santa Cruz, and I am in San Diego, California. And we are friends. I've known Heather for, Heather, what year did you go solo? Oh, God, I don't know, years. It's been like three, three and a half or so years, yeah. Okay, so I think that Heather and I went solo about the same time, and um, I just, like, loved your branding and, like, reached out to you, because I had never really seen someone, like, take their branding, I guess so much as I could say, is, like, really theme it, like, theme it out, and I just loved it, and, I mean, like, every detail down to at Halloween, you have mermaid skeletons and stuff, and so I had become friends with you, and we have a lot in common, we send each other clients, <laughs> um, um, we said yeah, I remember students. when you you sent me a little package in that first like six months that oh, yeah. I was had started everything, and I was like, oh my god, this girl is so sweet. Did I make a friend who I don't even know? You know, it's like <laughs> I it mean, kind of started this online Instagram kind of professional friendships that you start to grow, yeah. whether you've still you've not even met people in right. person, but it's still like an amazing ability to have these kind of professional online friendships too. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there's that quote about, you know, you'll, it's easier to make friends online than in person or clients, whatever, which is like so yeah. true. Um, so for those of you that don't know, you've been an esthetician for what, 12 years? Yeah, yeah, 12 okay. years. I've had started my own business almost four years ago. So I started in like July will be four years ago, but I went completely solo on my own about three and a half years ago. And I love, so there's just like so many different ways, obviously, to do, um, to start your own business if that's what you want. Um, and this, like the huge trend now, um, you know, is to go solo right out of school, which like I give um, girls and guys like a lot of credit for doing that. I um, am a lot older than you, but we have a lot in common is how we started because we worked. I did not work for the same place as you. I worked for a different company, but a similar business model. So we had similar, um, we had similar experiences in working for someone where you get 15 minutes for a Brazilian and you're doing 20 people a day and all that. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
while I, um, that was a really hard time. It's hard to work like that. I do think that, you know, working for someone else is fantastic because you get all your bugs out. And, you know, when people walk into your room, when you have like that amazing training, like, you know, exactly what you're doing in here, you know, it's the back end. Usually that's the challenging part, all the accounting and marketing and all that stuff that we don't, you know, we're not really taught, but could you just, so you, Tell everyone how you started and then how you started on your own. Because I really, I like to encourage people um, to do what you and I did, even though we did it completely separate, differently is, um, and you can tell your story first. Um, so can you just tell the audience like how you, you were working for a big chain, yeah. right? And it had been like seven years or something. Yeah. Yeah. I worked for a European Wax Center for seven years. Um, even before that too, when I got my license, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had no clue. I was actually working for some makeup companies and that's really what I went to school for was because I was interested in makeup and picking at skin. <laughs> so that's why I went to school, but getting out of it, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was working for makeup companies, beauty supply places, kind of just doing a variety and then worked for European Wax Center for seven years. And then how I started my own thing, um, after being there for such a long time, I really kind of wanted to get into more facials and learn how to do lashes because I was never taught lashes in beauty school. That was like a, oh, here's a one day thing just to see, you know, what things are about. Like beauty school nowadays, I feel like is a little bit better. They have more yeah. technology, more machines, yeah. more things like that. But 12 years ago, it like it wasn't that impressive. Um, we didn't have any machines. We had the one day of lashes, the, the one day of learning, oh, this is how you spray tan or basic kind of stuff. So we didn't do a lot of going into all that. So after seven years of waxing all day, every day, I was like, I kind of want to get back into doing some facials and learn how to do lashes because they just seem really cool. I'm very meticulous and like OCD about stuff. So I'm like, lashes would be perfect for me. <laughs> um, but I actually started, I started a, a room in my parents' house that I just kind of started on my own just to kind of do some lashes and facials. I was still working at the wax center, so I was not allowed to do waxing technically outside of uh, working there. So I was focusing on doing some of the other things. And then I was doing that for about six months. Um, well, maybe more like four months when I really decided like, you know what, I really kind of like this and I'm doing pretty well. I'm getting some clients. And what if I actually do this on my own? And you got to keep in mind that even at this point, I did not have aesthetics as my forever career in my mind. I was actually still going to normal college to do a actually behavioral analysis kind of stuff. So I was very into the psychology aspect of everything that was my big interest and it was this was going to be my career until my actual career and i thought that up until i made the decision to go full-time on my own to do my own business i never really wanted to work for someone else um or i never really wanted to work for myself i wanted to work for someone else and just be Thanks. able to get the money and go Thanks. home and do my own thing and then after having my son he's now six years old that kind of changed after a while. And I'm like, I kind of want to have my own schedule. I want to have my own freedom. I don't want to be told that I have to work every Sunday or Saturday, or I cannot stay, even though I have no clients for an hour, I can't leave early or things yeah. like that. Like it just got over it. Um, 
So after about six months of just working in that room for in my parents' house, just building my own kind of clientele, some, some were clients from the Wax Center that were doing some lashes and facials and stuff, but I was also networking on some local moms groups and getting some people in for some mm -hmm. of that. And it got built up enough to be comfortable. Like, I'm, you know what? Let me give this a try. Let me just go out on my own. And I left the Wax Center um, and... Then I went on my own, basically. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is a jump. But you know what? I have my parents to support me. I have a free room that they're letting me use in their, their house. My husband, thankfully, was working full time and he's in the union, so he has benefits. So it just, it was an easier <laughs> transition for me than maybe other people. Um, but then after those couple of months, I was like, okay, I know this is temporary working in a room at my parents' house. This isn't going to be the forever thing. For me, I don't see that as like a long-term growth beneficial professional environment. Some people have a better setup. Mine was literally just a room inside their house. It wasn't like its own unit or anything that some people make look amazing. But you um, knew, but, let, me just, let me stop you for one second. But you knew enough forethought, because I think people get stopped on this, that that was a start that yeah. that was an opportunity yeah. and it didn't look like your room does now, right? No. But you knew in your head, okay, but I need to take a actually, step. They yeah. had their, their room that I was using, they had it be kind of like, we, we've grown up going to Hawaii, we love Hawaii. So it was that Hawaiian kind of tropical theme. So that is how I kind of connected on, like mm -hmm. I had blue hair at the time. So I was like, I love bright colors in Hawaii and mermaid and tropical what if I made my business like a mermaid theme? And that's kind of where it all came about. Right. So it was connected to their room and I did see it as that opportunity, but yeah. I love that story because I, I think that people, cause I did two jobs too for about eight months um, in a similar, I rented a room in a teeny little dumpy little salon with no sink in the room. I was embarrassed to bring people there. Um, it wasn't the fancy zip code that I was working in. I didn't tell any clients, you know my story, I started with no clients also. Um, and so, but I knew it was a step and as hard as it was for me because I was used to working in fancy salons, although I was making no money, I was making minimum, minimum wage plus 20% and 10% on products. Um, but I knew it was a step. So I guess I want for the people watching this or hear this to know that, you know, it isn't going to look like, you know, your like you said, like your forever room, but like, you know, you can go to someone like you that has a, that has rooms for rent sometimes, or even a day, or you could go to like, I work in a sola. There are so many people in this place that we have 54 people, you know, there are 20 of them are in skin that would love to rent their room out on Sundays and Mondays, you know? So yeah. it's a start for people to just get their feet wet and just take a step because no one has, you know, X, I started with a thousand dollars. Like no one has the money in the beginning, unless you are, you know, independently wealthy, you know? And then I feel like people get this vision, you know, beauty school, beauty school is a lot different also. I mean, I was over 20 years, but yeah, it's a lot better now but you know now they teach uh when i was in school microdermabrasion was even extra so now they have they have um hydro we didn't learn microdermabrasion in my school yeah like, i think maybe we had high frequency we didn't have chemical peels we didn't yeah. do um literally like any kind of machines we didn't learn any of them i had to right. figure so, it all out on my own yeah continued education so i feel like for estheticians starting or hair people or whoever's listening to this like 
you can start small and get there. You just have to take that step and find a way. You don't have to rent full time. You don't have to go to this like amazing place that you can't afford and then buy all the fancy stuff and then be like, oh no, like there's a, there's other ways to do that. Right. And like yeah. you and I have classes on how we built our clientele, which, mm -hmm. you know, people always, you know, in our group and you run a group and we're going to talk about that. And I run a group and, you know, we get this question asked every day, how do you build a clientele? And it's not like there's one path and it's not like I can tell you a plus B equals C, you know, it's a lot of things at the yeah. same time. And it's, it's constant. You know, and it doesn't happen overnight for most people. I think I know a couple of estheticians that it happened very rapidly for, but they're in a very, very interesting niche. And so, I mean, you talk about like the Dallas esthetician. When she started, she was doing $50 facials too. I was doing $50 facials. Like, you know, and so I guess I just want people to see that, you know, you just, if you, you can find a way to start, even if you start part-time, like a lot of moms can't, yeah. they can't they can't quit their full-time corporate job. That's okay. Cause I think having night hours, like six to eight or six to nine and Sundays, you know, or Mondays. And I know that's a lot of work for people and you're working two jobs and I get it. Cause I did it and I don't have kids, but you do, but you can start that way. And it's not forever, but it gets you going. So you have the confidence to be like, okay, like, yeah, I can afford Kelly Baker. I'm going to sign up for Kelly Baker and I'm going to sign up for, you know, the mermaid class, or I'm going to sign up for Libby's class. Like I can invest in these other things that you, you know, you need lots of tools, right. In your toolbox to start. So I just kind of wanted to hear, like, hear your story because I knew that it was, you know, it was baby steps, right? Yeah. And it was also in my town. I don't have any kind of sola salons or right. any suites anywhere near me. They're at least 45 minutes to an hour away from me is the closest kind of one. So I didn't have that option. I think that's an amazing option for people to have. There's benefits right. of renting a room somewhere right. in a salon or your own kind of space like that. Um, but it's different for everyone. It's going to be a different path and it's going right. to be easier for some and harder for others. But for me, I decided that this is actually what I want out of my career. And I decided just to give it a shot. And I went full time and I was only in my parents' house for about six months before I got into my first commercial space. And that's actually like two doors down from where I am right now. And it was just this one open room and I had to do everything to be able to make it into a room. So I did curtain rooms. Um, if you could see the curtain behind me is super shiny sequin curtains that I had and it made up a whole um, room that was kind of like a, I don't know, like 10 by eight or something like that to where like a small little area just for me to work and to have a little hallway to walk to the bathroom and to have the little front area where I had my desk and products and everything. And that worked out for a little while. Um, but I also wanted to kind of be able to expand. And that's what I'm in here. And I'm in this four room spa that I have. Um, and I'm now using one of the rooms for production for my different brands and everything. Um, but it was also something that I started doing in my current space. I started the renovations and moved in and everything. And then I was in here working for about six weeks before we were shut down for COVID. Yeah. So that was a really scary time for me. I think that, yeah, I that's another thing. Panicking. Yeah, you and I had that in common as well, because I moved from Sola from my teeny little dumpy salon, and then I moved here where the rent was three times as much right before COVID, too. So yeah. that was something else you and I had in common, yeah. which, you know, like, we're still, like, I was um, crying about this the other day, like, we're still in massive recovery in the beauty industry. Like, people think, oh, you're open, and it's like, yeah, we're open, we're open, we're so happy to be open, but, you know, 
for anyone that is in the service industry, restaurants, bars, you know, entertainers, actors, the wedding industry, like so many different businesses are still building back. Yeah. And a lot of our friends lost their salons, you know, and yeah. restaurants. I know. Yeah, bars. it's really sad how it was such a struggle for so many people. And that's why I tried to put out to a lot of people. I'm like, if your business shut down during COVID or if you survived, you're amazing either way because we all just did what we did to get by and to be able to get what we wanted out of that. For me personally, my mindset was I had no other option. I had no option other than to succeed. And I had to just figure it out, suck it up, get creative, figure it out, basically. I mean, I started offering like the facial in the bags, you know, doing all the retail. I was like dropping it off to people locally yeah. for a little fee, literally anything that I could do. And that's when I started creating my Zoom classes and people were really interested in that. I had the vajacial Zoom class that I had like 700 estheticians taking that class from all over the world. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then people asked about more. So I created the Fanny facial class and then the hard wax Brazilian class and then the how to grow your solo esty business, which was mm -hmm. what I did for the my first you know year of growing my clientele, making over $100,000 in the first year and being creative and making connections and networking basically. So all those classes are now online because I put the money that I made in 2020 from those classes into getting them professionally filmed. So now they're online, professionally mm -hmm. filmed. Um, mm -hmm. The how to grow your solo Westie business was originally a zoom call with a bunch of other people to ask questions and be able to go everything but it's recorded and online it's a three hour class so people really loved that too um yeah but that was that was also in 2020 when i created uh the glitter wax creations yay so were the specialty glitter blends that can be added to any wax type or brand i launched this brand in march 2020 like literally two weeks after the world shut down. <laughs> I have, there was a question too about the glitter. Someone asked if you can use it on your skin. Um, Earlier. As in like cosmetic, it's not necessarily so. like a cosmetic kind of glitter. Um, there's just some technicalities about how they handle or package or, you know, those kind of details about cosmetic aspect to where mm -hmm. you want to be able to put it on yeah. your eyes and everything. Um, it's not really meant for that. It's to be safely used in any wax type or brand. You can also use it in jelly masks. So it's a way to be able to get eye-catching, attention-grabbing kind of content for social media, but also making it a really fun waxing or jelly mask experience for you as well as your clients too. So it's just something to be super fun. I'm a sparkle addict, if you couldn't already tell. <laughs> What were some of the, what was the biz, biggest obstacle in creating um, your own, wa your glitter wax creations? Um, so I, I was doing this, I was using it for myself. I basically, after leaving the European Wax Center, I had to find my own wax. So the wax that I started using was Star Pill, Star Soft, which is clear wax. And I was in like Ulta one day and I was looking at some random stuff and I found those like glam glow kind of masks, you know, they're like the glitter masks. And I'm like, these are so cool. These are pretty, but it's not good product. You know, it's just crap kind of stuff that you'd be using. So I'm like, well, wait a minute. What, what can I do this for wax? You know, <laughs> like how cool would that be? But then I kind of started the process of the research and behind it and that you, you know, not all glitter is created equal. You cannot just use 
craft glitter in your wax because it could scratch your client. It could melt in the wax or bleed the color in the wax. And you spend a lot of money on your wax. You don't want to risk ruining that or hurting that or hurting your client too. So this was something that was completely safe to use. It stays completely encased within the wax. So there's no glitter left on your skin and it's not going to hurt the client or the wax in any way. So it started a lot of research process for me to learn all about that and different types and then resourcing and creating this whole thing. It is such a crazy thing to create a whole brand. You know, this isn't just a product that I'm selling as an esthetician to other people. It's its own brand. And I wanted to do that on purpose to have it be a little bit of a separate entity that it's not just me doing it. It's its own brand. So it's kind of a really interesting correct, process. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you were one of the first people to do this, correct? Yeah, there really wasn't like other people around. I mean, I'm sure people have experimented or done random different things in the past. You never know. But um, this is something that was what now like three years ago that I started doing mm -hmm. um, three, four years ago or something like that. Um, and I had Starpill call me the glitter wax pioneer because they had never seen anyone do that before. I haven't, and I've been and, doing this for 22 years, so yeah. And then this is now like, it's like everywhere, right? <laughs> so it's like, it started, it started the glitter obsession all over again. <laughs> right. So what, um, what motivates you? Um, I'd say myself, <laughs> honestly, the most because I've had this drive um, since starting my own business that was like, I, this is what I am meant to do. Like, this is, I can do this. I can do more. And when I was working at the European Wax Center, I was there for so long and I was always this wanting to be, like, I would do some trainings there and do that. I was always the top waxers to sell the products or get, you know, like different things where I was winning some contests and always in the top numbers and stuff. But I wanted to be wanted and appreciated. And I really started to not feel that way there. So I'm like, you know what? Like, this isn't even worth it anymore. They don't, I don't feel that they appreciate me. I don't feel that they are wanting me to be there. And that's really kind of a sucky feeling. So I wanted to do something more. And I wanted to be able to help other estheticians and build my own thing. I wanted to be able to have the freedom of my own business, but also the financial freedom of having a successful business. So Absolutely. there was a lot into that, that it's a constant motivation. And honestly, I am way too hard on myself, but that is how you are successful is you keep pushing yourself. You keep thinking about it. You keep figuring out new ways of doing more and learning more and being better and figuring out more ways to make money and to help other people if that's what you're wanting, which that's something that I've always enjoyed was to be able to help others. And that's why I have my hands-on wax training classes and my online classes now. And I do coaching calls. I have the product stuff that I've created. So there's so much more that I have to come in the next few years, you know, but it's, mm -hmm. it's definitely been hard doing it all on my own and yeah. so striving of like an obsession to be the best in my mind, you know, not necessarily out there in general, because there's a lot of amazing people, but to live up to my own expectations of where I want to be or how I want to grow or what I want to do basically. So it's, 
it's definitely are you learning to be easier on yourself um I try and then things happen where I end up disappointing myself or mm -hmm. they feel like something wasn't good enough and then I go right back into that okay now you got to do better be better like what can you do so it's right a constant cycle. but that's you know that's a part of business you know like making mistakes is how we grow and that's why I'm always yeah. like go work for someone else right because we're all if you're a waxer you're gonna lift skin you're gonna bruise people you know you have to learn what you're doing wrong you know so you don't do it again and unfortunately for anything in life like there's a learning curve to things and so you know you really want to know what the hell you're doing in the room before you start your own business you know that's yeah. one of the reasons why totally you and different. I yeah it's one of the reasons why you and I have so many classes because we've done it for so long and so when you so like I said I worked for a similar business model not EWC but similar and um, that experience is invaluable you know nothing replaces experience in getting your hands on bodies what advice do you give for the people watching that want to branch out and do similar things like you're doing? I'd say just kind of getting your own experience. You know, it's kind of like what they say for like the college experience where it's like, try all the different classes, see what's your passion, what direction you want to go in. And that's going to be different for everyone. Like some people will be absolutely content working for someone else. And that's, and that's okay. Yeah, that is okay. and some people want more. They want the freedom. They want to be able to work for themselves and they may just work for themselves and take clients and that's amazing. You may grow into doing that plus having, you know, other rooms for renters or employees or like my direction, your direction where we're doing uh, trainings, whether it's hands-on online. I have product production. We have online classes. We have all this kind of stuff that we're doing. So it's it's a lot of work, but you have to make that decision on your own. Of Is this something that you want? And how do you make it happen? Because no one's going to do it for you. It's always that thing. It's like, no one's coming to save you. <laughs> you have to do it yourself. And that was my motto all through 2020, where I'm like, what the hell do I do? You know, me and my husband both didn't have any income for that first two months. Like, it was scary. We couldn't pay rent. We had to max out our credit cards just to be able to buy groceries, you know, so from going to that to having, you know, last year, like the best year ever, like it's just everyone is just different and it's things can go up and down, um, but it, it takes time. And I think the biggest thing that I try to get across to people is you can do your own thing. You can have your own business and be successful and leave working for someone else Absolutely. and do your own thing. But it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Sometimes it can be like completely miserable. Like I saw your video of you crying the other day. You know, it's that's the realities. I love to be able to share the realities. I try to be a very like open and honest kind of person with everything where I'm like, motivational, you can do this, but it also really sucks at the same time sometimes. So right. it's like you have to know that and to try to not be too hard on yourself. But to not give up because it's going to take a lot of work and you got to create, get creative. And like I said, no one's coming to save you. You have to do it yourself. Absolutely. And then, so part of that is you and I both have, um, are part of 
very large, um, very popular Facebook groups. Um, yours is the world of waxologists and mine is the secrets of estheticians, which Heather was a founding person. I had asked her when I started it, um, hey, I want, do you want to be a part of my group? And you're like, sure. And at that time, I only thought my group was going to have like 30 people. I've told this story. I apologize if you heard it. I had no idea um, it was going to have so many people. But because I'm also a makeup artist and I have a ton of makeup friends and a lot of people like yourself that have indie brands, I wanted to share indie brands and my female owned brands. And I wanted to like bring my hairstylist because, you know, we're all related, you know, hairstylists, makeup artists, estheticians, manicure, you know, all that. We're all related. So um, I wanted to make it available to a lot of people. Um, and so, whoa, yeah, that's like a crazy roller coaster. And I think a lot of people that start their own Facebook group, like there's no, I guess there's probably groups. There's probably like, I see them like how to, how to run a Facebook group, but nothing really can prepare you for running a Facebook group and putting yourself out there so vulnerably. Um, I think, um, a lot of people don't realize also that we all know each other in the Facebook groups, like. I mean, I'm actually only in a handful, but I know, like you do, like all the owners of the Facebook groups, like we all know each other. We're all friends. Yeah. Um, we'd actually like help each other um, because we believe that there's enough business for everyone, right? Like yeah. at the core of it, if you, and part of my motto is my thing is there's enough business for everyone. Everyone you see is a potential client. And, and like, my thing more... is collaboration over competition. So yeah. <laughs> we work yeah. all together. <laughs> and yeah. And so, you know, we all know each other. Um, a lot of us have gotten kicked out of other Facebook groups. Um, mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many I've been kicked out of for like <laughs> suggesting something, you know, and it wasn't, this was way before I had any product. My products are my classes. I don't have like mm -hmm. cleansers yeah. and stuff. My products are my online classes and my in-person classes. Or I would suggest like, hey, go see Heather. She teaches in Northern California. And like some of the groups are like, oh, no, you can't do that. And I understand not because we don't do it in my group, like letting everyone post their classes. But we let people respond to answers like you do in your class. Yeah. yeah who teaches online or yeah. whatever in-person classes. So what like has your experience been with running the world of waxologists? So yeah, the group is run, uh, World Waxologists. Uh, the creator is Bree from Naked Pineapple, and it's me and um, Rafal, the uh, owner of Black Coral Wax. So we kind of are the admin groups of that. But with the three of us, it's just the three of us who are you know the admins of the whole group, and it can get really crazy because all three of us are very busy <laughs> all the time, and we we try to help and do everything that we can. Um, but it, it seems in those groups that people can get very, they, they get caught in the idea of they're online and they're not in person of how they would talk to someone or react or do certain things too. So it's, it's like that trying to, you just got to be real and just got to be cooperative, you know, like people sometimes just, they, they don't do well with others. <laughs> and I yeah. find that a lot in those groups too, where it's like, okay, take a step back, take a breath. They're not attacking you personally all the time. Sometimes they are, <laughs> but also it's like, just, you know, t I always say with those groups and like mom's groups, local kind of stuff, because you never know what someone's going to say. Some people have dramatic different opinions or say, say things that could offend people, but you have to take it with a grain of salt, basically, where it's like, take what info you want and what would be beneficial for you and try not to get upset over other things that are said or people mentioning as well. So right. it's definitely an interesting thing. Um, I've actually had some interesting kind of 
stuff happened recently where uh, there's some members of the group and something happened where we didn't approve their post or it was removed or comments turned off or whatever, whether it was me involved with it or not. And sometimes I was like, I don't even remember seeing your post. I don't even know what you're talking about. It wasn't me. I had someone um, basically tell me that they unsubscribed from my waxers box because I didn't uh, allow their post in the group. And I'm like, seriously guys like come on yeah people are so ridiculous sometimes like when it says like the business it's not personal it's business or you are oblivious to something you don't even know who that person is and that's the interesting thing where um people like you and me when we get a, a large following um on you know instagram and then these larger groups people think of us differently. They think of us that we're supposed to be held to this different standard and we're just people too. We're busy. We're doing the best we can. We don't want to be insulted. We don't want to approve 10 posts in a row that are the exact same subject, which is why we deny certain things or turn yeah. comments off when people start to get real bitchy about something. And you're like, chill out guys and they don't then you got to step in because that's how it is being an admin of those kind of groups and people don't get it they take it personally when it's absolutely not personally i have my own life i am a super busy i have a family i have three brands and take clients so it's like i'm doing the best i can to monitor and to be involved in these groups but people they don't understand they get they get mad about stuff and we're just doing the best we can yeah, and I think that people forget that there's, like, more than one way to do everything. You know, yeah. like, the, the whole hard wax, soft wax, sugar wax thing comes up all the fucking time. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I do all three, and I think there's benefits to all three. And, you know, you and I have talked about this before. It's like there's more than one way to do everything, and it's yeah. okay to share your way, but you know, it does get a little crazy with like the misinformation stuff on stuff. And so that mm -hmm. is why we yeah. turn things off. And it's also people get really upset with me um, if I don't approve. So we don't approve like everyone can't. I used to do it in the beginning. I don't know if you remember, like on Mondays, I was like, everyone posts their brand. And so I let everyone post their brand and then no one was doing it. And I was like, okay, forget it. Cause I'm not going to just post my classes every Monday. That's ridiculous. No one wants to see my classes that much. They know who I am. They know I have classes. If they're interested, they'll go, whatever. And so I stopped doing that. And then the group got bigger and then everyone, you know, everyone's got a side hustle and I'm like, go for it. You can have a side hustle. Everyone you see is a potential client with the internet. We have so many possibilities, yeah. but I can't approve everyone's, you know, t-shirt line or oil line or all day, especially mm -hmm. if I've never tried it because what yeah. happens is as admins is people come back to us and be like, I never got that sweatshirt. I never got that product. This person. Yeah. And that's this. why in our group, we stopped approving the like for sale posts and stopped doing that or the, um, asking for local models or things like that. Cause we don't want to be involved in that. That's your own kind of thing. You got to do it yeah. just your own stuff. It can get complicated and it's not our fault. You know, <laughs> yeah. take a step back. It's, it's not for us. Yeah. Yeah. People were getting really mad at me. I don't know if you remember like I don't know, six months ago or stuff, because I had posted the Preston extractor, which I love. And I said, you know, be careful of the cheap extractors on Amazon. Like I've bruised people or, you know, I've had bad experiences with them. And I just got like eaten alive by that. And then people were calling, one girl was calling me trash. She went on my fate on my Instagram and was like, you're a piece of trash. 
I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm like, you go ahead and do that. Okay. Yeah. First of all, it's, you know, it's my group. My name's on the friggin' top of it. So I'll post whatever I want, whoever I want and however I want. You don't have to be here. This is not a paid group. And also I want to say this about our groups is we have amazing people in these groups. Yeah. You are getting like basically free coaching if you need it all day long from people from people just starting, people that are killing it, like Sam Crowley. She has a great group. Um, people with, like you and I that have tons of business and people, you know, a lot. We have um, eight admins. You have three. People don't realize that we're all having conversations in privately in the DM with people that are having really hard challenges. So oh, yeah. they don't always see us in the group. That's because we're helping someone that just lifted skin. We're helping someone that just yeah. burned someone. They don't see the other things that, you know, you and I as beauty leaders are doing, you know, and that's really a huge big part of it um, is that we're there to help because we have the experience to give that advice of what you do when those things yeah. happen. And they are traumatic, you know, and also with, you know, COVID, all these girls and guys, they didn't get the last three years. They didn't get even the education that they were promised because they didn't get hands on. So that's why, you know, you, one of the reasons also why you and I started doing online classes is because people weren't getting, you know, education that they needed and the hands-on training. And, you know, these groups, you and I have this all the time. People are like, oh my God, this group has helped me so much. Well, when you and I started, even you 12 years ago, there was no internet. You know, yeah. we had to, we yeah. had to do it. We had to do it all on our loan. I learned one of the reasons why I love Brazilians is because I fucked up so many times and was so horrible at it for so long, you know, because there wasn't <laughs> training, you know, yeah. and it's like, it's just like doing eyebrows. Like it's a very personal part of your body, you know, and you don't want to mess up on people's bodies. Yeah. So I don't know where this rant is Someone going. Someone also but. asked about what were the groups because there's they're starting school in October. My group, World of Waxologists, is professional only. So you will need to be a student or licensed to be in the group. And then your group. The Secrets of Estheticians. Yeah. I'm writing yours in the chat. Wax. G-I-S-T. I hope I spelled this right. Wax World of Waxologists, Secrets of Esthetician. They're all the awesome Facebook groups. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, and I, there's so much information in these groups. Um, you know, you have people, uh, and this is the other thing people forget. You spelled that wrong. World um, of Waxologists. Type it in. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> Just go to Heather's page. Is there a link on your bio to World of Waxologists? I think in, your link tree? In, in the link in my bio, I have link tree and there's like a okay. bunch of different links. I'm not sure if there's one to that, but you can always just go world of waxologists. Okay. You guys can spell Secrets right. of estheticians. Yeah. They're easy um, to find. <laughs> yes. You will find. Yeah. And this is the other thing about these groups that's really interesting is, you know, people like these keyboard warriors, right? They'll type all this stuff, but they have no idea of who's watching in these groups. Like yeah. um, there are brand owners in these groups. There are huge company company owners in these groups they're looking for new talent you know they're look people are looking to hire people are looking for people to speak for the next generation and so you just you yeah. never know who's watching you um particularly in my group i have tons of emmy winning makeup artists and brand owners and they're always looking for new talent for stuff so you know you really want to remember that before you start going in on someone because those people yeah. remember they yeah. remember names yeah. And, and um, honestly, I, I will, do, I will make a little comment on that, that I had an issue happen in January with that, where I made a mistake. I responded out of instinct and being insulted to someone who said something 
really out of nowhere and mean to me. And I took it personally. I reacted before I should have, and it went south quickly. And a lot of bad things happened, a lot of on the groups and everything. I had people um, basically leaving me bad, like, Facebook and Google reviews that they'd never been to me just to try to hurt me. And I'm like, I don't know who you people are. I don't, I don't do anything to personally hurt someone. It's people make mistakes. You just do the best that you can. You should try to just move on and not take things so personally. And I know that can be hard from experience, but we're all just doing the best we can. And so I've seen the a good, amazing side of those Facebook groups, but you can also see the real bad, toxic, negativity drama of some of those bring too. But it's our job as admins to try to monitor or remove or stop those kind of things as well. And it's really hard. And like you owned up, you know, you, you had a comment to a girl that you, was like, you know, not you. And like, yeah, we make like, we're human. Like we all make mistakes, yeah. you know? And um, I've been on the other side of that too, where people have gotten mad at me. We had to remove um, someone, an esthetician, and he was taking screenshots of um, two girls that were having challenges. One was having a challenge with her steamer. She had put like something in it and it had gone a little crazy. So he screenshotted it and he was using it on his social media and he was like, look at what this dummy did. And then another girl had problems with her LED and it had put marks on her. And she's like, what happened here? I've contacted, can I get some support? Thank God it was anonymous, her post. And so he was using that as media. And so we removed him and he went after me. Um, he called me on his, not on his big page with all of his tons of followers, not millions, but his lots of followers on his private page. He called me Jabba the Hutt with Jabba the Hutt in the back of my picture. He, um, yeah, and I didn't call him out. I did make a post about it, but it's on my Instagram if you're interested. But, um, you know, calling me Jabba the Hutt, like, really like it's yeah. pathetic, but it's like, also incredibly disrespectful for especially him being a guy treating or talking to a woman that way, especially, but to anyone who is a, you know, fellow in the industry, you're a coworker, essentially, you're, you know, that yeah. equal. So that's just so disgusting and disrespectful. And whether it's a guy or a girl, they yeah. both have the same abilities to be able to do and say these horrible things. And oh, yeah. it's really hard to not take those stuff personally. I was very, very hard time for a couple of months. I lost hundreds of followers on Instagram. I had hate mail. I had hate comments, hate messages for like weeks and weeks. And I really got to me. It really was hard, but I had to just try to push forward and be like, I made a mistake. I'm going to try to learn from it and not do that again. But I also didn't deserve what came from that as well. And I still believe that. I still believe that you should not be dragging people in the trenches and trying to ruin their name and their reputation over something that you didn't like about them or something they said to you that you took in a wrong way. I think that's oh really God. unprofessional and disrespectful. So it's just, we all learn from mistakes like that, but we all just have to just be better, do better and move on. Yeah. And then not tolerate it. Right. Cause like yeah. I was afraid I have eight monitors and like, sometimes I'll be like, Oh my God, what am I going to do with this? And they're like, Libby, don't, don't cave. Like you need to be strong. And yeah. you know, I've been called trash job of the hut. I've been called the C word. <laughs> I've been called a lot of stuff and I have a pretty thick skin, but it does, you're not going to say that it doesn't hurt when you're called these things. Like I'm like you, I mean, I'm, I'm single, so I don't have a family, but this is like 
in this room is my life and my classes. That's a huge part of my life. And the group is a side part where I, you know, I'm trying to help others. Um, but yeah, like I'm super busy. And so, and so are all my mods. They're all working estheticians. Most of them are, are moms and have partners or husbands and everyone's got a pet, you know? And so it's like, we are just doing our best. So I just yeah. want to remind people that, um, and there's just, like I said, there's more than one way to do everything. You know, there's yeah. just like, absolutely. Everyone has their own path, different options. There's so many things in the industry, yeah. different products, different ways of doing things. Everyone's going to have their own way. And I, I saw something you had mentioned, like the Dallas esthetician, you know, she posted something of how she did it. And there was all these people coming for her. Like, this isn't the way I was taught, blah, blah, blah. And right. it's like, that doesn't mean it's not okay. Yeah. Just because it's not the way you were taught does not mean that it's right. something that is going to be bad or harmful to someone. It's the way they do it and they're doing good at it. So who right. cares? <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, for being in the beauty industry and, you know, Kelly Baker will talk about this once in a while and you and I are both have taken Kelly's class and retail her products, you know, it can be a really ugly business. So, you know, I encourage people watching to find people, even if they're like out of state or another part of the state where you can call and get support because, um, it can be, you know, it can be really nasty and, um, it doesn't have to be, I would hope that it was, it gets better, but you know, I think it comes from people being like insecure and thinking there's not enough clients, but there is yeah. everyone you see as a potential client. And I just keep saying that because I want people to realize that there is more than one way to do things. And everyone you see is a potential client and, you know, take classes, join groups. There is a place for you in the beauty industry. Um, there really is like every person you see needs skincare. They need haircuts. They need their nails done. Yeah. They need to be waxed. Yeah. So I, I know what we're going to do. But not time. every client is going to be your client as a That's thing. true. So you can get new clients all day, every day, but keeping them or having them want to come back to you is something totally different. That's right. part of what I talk about with my online business building class, where it's not just about getting new clients, it's keeping them and getting referrals from them. That's the Absolutely. ultimate goal. So Absolutely. it's, it, everyone can be a potential client, but they may not be your client. They usually come back to you for you. There could be 2,500 other people in your town that do the same service as you, but they're going to go to you and keep coming to you because of you. They have that relationship with you. They like you. They like your work. They like your place, whatever it is. Right. It's, it's going to be more about you what they come, keep coming back to you basically. Absolutely. So we are running out. So before I want to see if there's any questions. And then I also want you to tell everyone, how can people connect with you? Um, you were going to be at the Dallas, the Dallas, sorry, the Las Vegas show yeah. at the end of June. June. People can find you there with your glitter wax creations, right? Yes. And, your um, and then I, did, box. I did want to mention, yeah, that also the, the waxers BFF box. So this was something that I actually spurred the creation of this, which is a subscription box just for waxers was from the Facebook esthetician kind of groups and people asking me questions constantly yeah. of like, what's your favorite wax type? What retail products do you do? What's business resource questions, all that kind of stuff too. So I created the subscription box that is quarterly and it has a different wax brand, retail brands, different glitter wax creations, blends and products and custom made waxer swag and online classes, all of that. Um, there's only about five left of the spring box and the summer box is now launching too. So it's uh, pretty awesome to be able to have this, but I am gonna be at the uh, Vegas show. 
I was there last year working for with uh, Alika Organic Skincare, teaching a class and having some of my stuff too. But this will actually be the first year that I will be having my own booth. So it is a huge deal for me. Very expensive deal too. So please come see me. Please send other people my way. I will be there with all the Glitter Wax Creation stuff, the Waxers BFF box for the summer box, um, all my online classes, all that kind of stuff. I will be there as well. So the Vegas show is going to be really, really fun. And I freaked out the other day because I did not realize that this year it is the Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Last year when I was there was the first year I went and it was Sunday, Monday, just like all the other normal shows. Yeah. So literally just this last week, I found out that it was also Saturday for the show. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, like travel times, setup times, right. having extra help. I may not have the, the um, care for my son that I was going to plan on having. So I may have to bring him with me. I'm like figuring out random stuff, getting a few people to help work the booth with me. I'm like, what do I do? Right. But that's one thing. It's just going about growing your business and you just have to figure it out and go with it. Right. Roll with the punches. <laughs> right. So I will definitely see you there at the show. I'm going to be making an appearance at the Waxness booth, and I'm going to be having some specials on my classes. I know you'll have specials on everything. Um, and I just want to thank you for sharing your story. Um, you just never know, you know, this might give someone on here an idea of, oh, maybe I can use that person's room. And you just, you know, it's just everything is a start, just a step. It's just day by yeah. day. And, you Everyone know, just, has a different path. Yeah, and Different that's purpose. okay. And to not look at like other people's, you know, uh, highlights of their Instagram, because honestly, that we do post the best stuff, right? Like, we're not going to post um, all the time, you know, all the challenges, because that's no fun. Um, yeah. So just remember that, you know, it's not always easy. I'm trying to get waxologists on here so I can spell it right, because that really bothers me. Um, <laughs> let me spell it right. Oh, it, there's no world. It's just so Heather, while I'm typing this in, do you have any parting words for our people listening to motivate them? Um, I mean, I think we, we covered this. Like you said, this should be saved onto your page, right? So yes. people can go back and watch. We had lots of awesome conversation this whole time about, you know, starting and everyone's different paths and having the Facebook group and all the different things that we do. Um, but it's amazing to do the more of the collaboration over competition and to network. And I think really networking is how I've really grown my business. I was working with a bunch of different brands and collaborations of all different kind of things. So that's a really important part that a lot of people get stuck in that mindset of like self-survival and it's all, you know, about them and that they shouldn't connect with other people to grow that, you know, just take away from them, which is totally not true. Um, so you can find my online classes, the Glitter Wax Creations and Waxers BFF Box are all in my bio in the link tree to the different um, pages and websites and everything. Um, but yeah. And um, one last question. What's the um, best way if people want to get to contact you? Is it to DM you? Is it to email yeah. you? DM you on yeah. Instagram? Yeah, just send me a message on Instagram is the best, easiest way. Sometimes my emails get lost because I get so many random things from different directions. So the DMs um, are good. Sometimes it can take a little while. You never know. Because sometimes you get a whole horde of people messaging you at the same time. And you're right. like, takes a couple of days to go through or, you, you know, if someone you respond to and then you forget about it and then it gets lost. Yeah. You know, just reach back out again because it wasn't personal that we didn't respond. It was something happened maybe that uh, got lost. So right. <laughs> that can happen sometimes. Yeah. 
Well, thank you, Heather. You're just so inspiring. I remember, you know, I started about the same time as you. And I remember looking at you being like, God, that girl, she's just, she's just keeping on going. I'm just going to keep on going. And um, I want to thank you for your contributions to our industry. And also for like, when you had a mess up, you know, look, I said something wrong and owning up to it, because we all make yeah. mistakes. And that's a part of being human. Yeah. Um, and um, for your friendship, and I will see you in a few weeks and um, at the show, definitely. And um, I will post this on my page and everyone just go out there and, and kill it. Know there's a place for you. Yep, absolutely. Okay, I'll see you soon. Okay, okay bye. Bye.